So, as Aaron said, my name is Chad Hardy. I've been here at Church Project for four years, maybe. Um, I started back when maybe there was 12 to 15 at a service. So, when I look out and see all these people, and especially all these new faces, um, it's a little bit different than the last time I spoke. So, and I'm usually the guy that sits, well, I'm always the guy that sits up in front. So, I never see who's here. Um, and now that I'm seeing who's here, I want to sit back down and, and, and not do this. But uh, the Lord is with me, so I'm going I'm to continue. Um, my topic today is I've seen him or I see him in failure. Um, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, defines failure in a few ways. And that is lack of success, falling short, and not achieving expected results. So by a show of hands, let's see who has been in that spot before, who has failed before. Hopefully everybody. So I'm not alone. So I may be speaking about some of my failures, but uh, um, hopefully this is just as applicable to, to you as it is of me. The, 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 the accompanying verse that I'm using is Psalm 100, verse 5. If you guys want to look that up, you can, but I'm going to be reading it, so it's not a big deal. And then I'll also use, um, just uh, to accompany that verse, 1 through 4 as well. But Psalm 105, or sorry, Psalm 100, verse 5 says, For the Lord is good, and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Amen? Amen. So the good thing about this, if you guys notice, the statement uh, or the verse does not have any qualifiers. It doesn't say, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever if. It doesn't say his faithfulness continues through all generations if. There's no qualifying statements. It just says his love endures forever and his faithfulness continues through all generations. And that's, that's in spite of all my failures, in spite of all uh, everybody's failures. And the, the good thing about this is it's not just good, good news for you or me, but because it's gonna continue throughout all generations, it's good news for our kids, our grandkids, and, and, and throughout eternity, basically. Um, so that's, that's good news. Um, so I'm going to start with, with one of my most recent failures. Um, I work for the Evans Police Department. Um, I've been in law enforcement for about 17 years. Um, back in 2014, I was promoted to the position of commander. If you don't know the structure in our department, we have a chief and then we have two commanders. So I promoted up basically as high as you can go without being the chief. And Side note, I never want to be the chief. So. But I think, that the, I think the reason that I promoted, my reasoning was wrong to get promoted. I didn't want to promote you know, for, for the fame or the, the glory or, or anything like that, and, uh, or, or even the money. Obviously, it's a, it's a pay increase, but that, that wasn't part of my reasoning to go to that, to, to get promoted to that spot. My reasoning was, I was the only qualified candidate at the time. From the pool of sergeants, which I was before, I was the only one with a four-year degree. So 
That was one of the, the requirements. None of the other sergeants had yet completed their degrees, so it was either me or it was somebody else. And that somebody else would have had to come from outside of the department. And I don't know if you've worked for, uh, well, anybody that works for any company or whatever, typically you like to promote from within because they share the same values, they have the same vision, um, and, and it tends to work out better. Um, so I really went into it just thinking, I really don't want somebody to come in from the outside because you never know what you're gonna get. Now it could work out, but it may not work out. So I was willing to take that chance. So I put my name in the hat, the only name in the hat, and my name was drawn, luckily. <laughs> and uh, so I, I promoted in 2014, uh, mid-2014, or actually early 2014. And that basically started a three-year journey of bad things. So not, not, it's not like they were trials or tribulations or anything, but I just, it, I realized very quickly that I didn't belong there. But I wasn't gonna say right away, you know, that I didn't belong there. I was just gonna try to work through it, try to see what I can do. Maybe I come out on top, maybe I don't. But it didn't happen. And I'm not saying that I did a horrible job. I'm just saying the demands of that job were, were beyond what I was willing to deal with. Um, and it, it basically turned into what, what is known as uh, the, the Peter Principle. Has anybody heard of the Peter Principle before? Peter? Oh, did you talk about it last week? Oh, okay. Okay. What the Peter, Prin <laughs> what the Peter Principle says, and it's a, it's a business thing, is that uh, people will ultimately, not always, but ultimately promote to their level of incompetence. Um, people are promoted because they're doing a very good thing in the job that they're doing currently, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be good at the, at the next level. So I realized that the Peter Principle had, had come true, hi Peter, in me um, throughout this journey. But again, I didn't quit right away, I didn't throw the, the, the flag up or anything like that. I endured through it. But the thing, just, just the, the, the failure part of it, you know, the, the on-call was just eating me up, literally eating me up inside. I was on-call technically 24-7, for sure, every two weeks out of the month. Um, but, you know, when you're in that, that command uh, spot in a smaller department, if anything bad goes on, most likely you're going to get called in to, to help out and take command of that. Um, so even though I had two weeks off a month of not being on call, I was, I was always on call. And, and ultimately that got me to the point of literally getting sick every time that phone rang at two or three in the morning. And it wasn't because I was sick or scared of what you know, the news was being told to me on the phone, it was just because that was my body's stress response. And it was just kind of to, to flush the system, so to speak and get me ready to go in and, and take control of, of whatever was going on. And for a year, for the whole last year of that three-year uh, rotation, so to speak, I uh, had that response. And, and when you do that for a year, you, you kind of start realizing that uh, it's just not what you want to be or, or who you want to be or where you want to be. 
I quickly realized that there's not enough time in the day to get anything done. Um, and you have to give that up, and that's hard for me to get up, give that up because I like the finality of being able to finish a project or, or whatever, but projects just kept piling in every day, and um, you, you quickly realize I can only do what I can do in a, in a one day or one shift, and then you gotta go home and then start over. It's not even starting over, you gotta come back and just begin that whole process again. And I was really used, as, as an officer, I was really used to dealing with problems outside of the PD, on the street, dealing with people and their problems or issues or whatever, helping the people out, out on the street. But when you're in a command spot, really that just kind of turns around and you have to start dealing with the problems inside your department. And just like any business, any, any place you work, you have problems in your, in, in your place of employment and you gotta deal with them at that command spot. That's, that's really where um, it kind of hits home, that, that I have to deal with my own people, and sometimes that's not fun. So what did, I, what did I do last December? I decided to retire. That, that was my way of getting out. Um, technically, when you promote to something, uh, a certain level, you can't really demote yourself. Um, I wish that I could, but that just really wasn't an option. So I retired, um, started a new business, uh, helped my son with a, a, a recent business that we purchased, and kind of felt like that's where God was leading me. But if it was as easy as just starting a business and then just having all your problems melt away, you know, everybody would be doing it, and it's not that simple. So I started those businesses, and they're still still in existence, um, but I realized quickly that I needed to go back to work. I didn't necessarily know that I was going to go back to work with the police department, but you know, God was was moving, and uh, you know, my chief called me. He wanted to offer me some part-time uh, investigation work, and I basically said, "No, I don't want that." But I will take a patrol spot if you still have one open. I, I knew you had one open, so I just said that. But and, and his eyes, his eyes kind of light up, and uh, he said, right then and there, he said, "You're you're hired." So um, I've been back since uh, June of this year, and oh, how sweet it is! Uh, I'm back on the street, dealing with other people's problems, um, and I like to do that. Um, I think I'm a good officer, and it's just. I leave work at work as much as I can. When I, when I go home, I don't have phone calls to, to answer. I don't have emails to respond to. I don't have texts from my chief, you know, saying, hey, we need to do this, we need to do that. Um, it's true, and, I, and I'm not on call. So that's, that's a, a huge blessing. God was definitely working and, and heard my continued prayers of, you know, let's get this fixed. So. Those are, those are obviously some of my failures. Um, I did not intend that to happen. It just happened. I didn't know it was gonna happen, but it's still, in my mind, a, a failure of mine. Okay, enough about me. I wanna talk about one more person real quick and their failures, and uh, we'll uh, hopefully get this wrapped up because he needs to get out of here, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I thought and thought, all right, what biblical character could I use to, to kind of go over their, their failures just so I wasn't the only one? 
about her about myself or, or whatever. Um, and obviously the Bible is full of people who have failed, and then yet God has, because of his promises, pulled them through. Um, but there's just too many to pick. So what did I do? I went with somebody that everybody can relate to, and his name was, well, is, he's no longer with us, but Colonel Sanders. Does everybody know who Colonel Sanders is? <laughs> he's, he's not in the Bible. I, I decided not to go with the biblical, biblical character. So. Colonel Sanders and, and KFC, everybody knows uh, knows it or, or should know it. But uh, did, did, did everybody know he dropped out of school at the age of 13? Some say 16. He says himself uh, 13. So anywhere between the ages of 13 and 16, he dropped out of school. He was married by 18. He had a kid, uh, a little daughter, uh, by the time he was 19. And by the time he was 20, his wife left him and took the daughter with her. So not, uh, not a, a very fun time, and I'm sure it's not something that he expected, nor were the outcomes what, what he wanted. So up until about age of uh, 65, he quit, lost, or failed his way through numerous jobs. Um, and then at about age 66, obviously he had been working on it a little bit uh, prior to that, he started selling KFC franchises. And the rest, they say, is history. So what does that mean specifically for me? I'm 42, just about to be 43. That means I still have about 23 years to decide what I want to be when I grow up. So there's, there's, there's some hope uh, in that. <laughs> so I could give many, many more examples of my failures or the failures of others, but I won't. And thank the Lord that these are not the reasoning for our hope. But maybe, maybe I will just touch on one more, one more quick failure because it's so recent that the sting of defeat is still, you know, with me. So Jeremy, can we get that picture up there? So if you can't tell, that's a, a pile of uh, notebook paper torn up. And right next to it is a brand new, clean piece of paper. So I met with, with Aaron on Friday. And um, as any good pastor would, he wants to meet with you and, and make sure that you're successful when, when outside speakers come in or guest speakers uh, talk. Um, and we started going over the message that I thought I was gonna get. Um, and it was wisely decided at that time that I would take all five pages of notes and tear them up and start fresh. And it was, it was a very good decision, but uh, that was not my intended action. I showed up at that meeting with you know five pages of, of notes and I thought, yes, this is it. But again, wisely, I decided not, I, well, we decided that, uh, that, that I would go in this direction instead. So thank you, Aaron, <laughs> yeah. for, for being part of my failures. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, this basically was uh, um, completed between Friday and now. So. so we don't hope because we get through our failures, our hopes again come from Psalm 100 verse 5 which speaks of the enduring love and continued faithfulness of our Lord it doesn't mean it's going to be easy it doesn't mean that we're going to be successful 100% of the time 
So what does it mean? And this is where we get into verses 1 through 4. Because of the promise in verse 5 of his continued love and faithfulness, we get to do 1 through 4. And 1 through 4, just kind of paraphrase, we get to shout for joy to the Lord. We get to worship him with gladness and sing joyful songs. Just a side note on songs. Notice how it doesn't say hymns. We, we have to sing the cool worship songs that Church Project is known for. Because every time I sing a hymn, I die a little bit inside. So, I know that's blasphemy, but uh, I just love our worship here at Church Project, and I hope you guys too. So we get to worship Him with gladness and sing joyful songs. We get to know that the Lord is God, that He made us, and we are His. We get to enter his presence with thanksgiving and praise. And because of this promise of love and faithfulness, we can do these things no matter who we are, no matter what stage of life we're in, no matter what we've done, it doesn't matter. Like I said, there's no qualifications to verse five. It is. He loves us and he will be faithful forever. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to read something. Jeremy, if you want to come up. So this uh, this is basically, this is Jesus today. This is one of my wife's uh, devotionals that uh, she found was very fitting for today. And if I understand this correctly, this is basically a letter to us written by Jesus. Um, so here we go. I guide you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. I know how confused you sometimes feel and how much you long to find a way forward. You have tried so many different things. You have been so hopeful at times, yet your hope-filled paths have led to disappointment. I want you to know that I fully understand how hard your journey has been. I also assure you that I can bring good out of every bit of it. This is the way of wisdom, trusting me no matter what happens in your life. It is through trust that you follow me along the right path. There are many things that seem random or wrong as you go along your journey, yet I am able to fit them all in the comprehensive plan for good, my master plan. So don't be fooled by the way things appear at a given point in time. You are looking at only a very small piece of a massively big picture. From your limited perspective, your journey may be confusing, with puzzling twists and turns. However, from my limitless big picture perspective, I am indeed leading you along straight paths. So ladies and gentlemen, this is how I see him, or I've seen him, in failure. 